This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Clear you plan on still opting into your... I'll, I'll be here. Yeah, I'll be here. Whatever makes this team, you know, um, whatever can, allows this team to continue to grow and get better and, and do the things necessary to, to, to win and compete at the highest level. James, you said the ball didn't get to you. Does the coach call plays to try to get the ball to you? Nice question. How much more do you think you needed from James Harden? You know, when you look at his points output and whatever. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I think he's been, uh, obviously, uh, I'm sure, you know, since uh, we got him, everybody expected uh, the Houston James Harden, uh, but that's not who he is anymore. Uh, he's more of a playmaker. Uh, I thought, you know, yeah, at times, you know, could have been, uh, as all of us, uh, could have been more aggressive. You know, when you combine his abilities, his accolades, all the star teammates that he cycled through in Houston, the forced trades, and then you add in the playoff futility, the disappearing acts, and I ain't talking about Zora Neale Hurston. When you when you combine the the times that when the going gets tough, James Harden gets gone in the playoffs. I don't know that there is a more frustrating disappointing and underachieving star in recent memory than James Harden. And and what's most Mm. frustrating is that we're frustrated with him and for him. I've said this plenty of times that James Harden is just a he's he's built to be a regular season performer and we need those. We need somebody to get us through 82 games. I mean, there's something to be said for that. You know what I mean? He does, yeah. he does his job. His job is to entertain us during the regular season. But I've said before that the most aggravating thing to me about James Harden is that we want it more for him than he does for himself. Ooh. That when he, when he says, I want to win a championship, and you force your way out of Houston to Brooklyn, and then out of Brooklyn to Philly, and then he goes out and shoots two shots in the second half. And really, it should be one. That second one shouldn't count. That game was over. Yeah. It was really one down shot. Down by in the 12. Half. Down by 12. 90 seconds left in the game. That's when he put it up. One shot down in the second 12. half, for, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Bruh, like, it's one thing to be off. Don't be out of it. Like, yeah. I'd rather go one for 18. Pull a John Starks. Pull a Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. Like, do, 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 go, go two for 20. Go down yeah, swinging. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to get mine. Stay low, stay, get mine. Stay low, and, stay low yeah. and keep firing, says Biggie Smalls. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, no, like, you don't yeah. go out with a whimper if you're a star player. The worst thing he said last night, because he was so passive aggressive about his lack of aggression when questioned about it. Because he's always he said, like that. He's always that. He guy. said, right. He says, we ran our offense, the ball didn't come back to me. 
I beg your pardon? You better go get that son bitch. The ball ain't come back to me. You better go take it. You better demand the ball. I mean, just give them something. You even got to be Houston Harden. Give them something. And that's what makes it so disappointing because there's a middle ground here. You ain't got to be Luka Doncic, who we'll get to later. You ain't got to be playoff Luka. But yeah. just be better than that. Be better than what we saw last night. But Michael, I don't know that he wants to be better. It feels like he's content with this reputation. Well, I, I just think, uh, Mike, first of all, I got to throw an apology out there. And I've thought about this for a long time. It's been heavy on my heart. I'm going to apologize. Uh, before Brother from Another started, you know, two years ago, almost two years ago, uh, September of 2020, I think I made the comment in August of 2020, I called Anthony Davis a loser. I said, Anthony Davis is a loser. And the more wrong I think guy. about him, like, no, that, that's, that's, that's wrong. Because at least Anthony wrong, Davis. I said wrong and, guy. And, <laughs> that's right. And, you know, and, and that makes me, it makes me a jerk because Anthony Davis has a problem staying healthy. Who am I to make fun of somebody who wants to be on the court but can't stay healthy and was in a bad situation for several years in New Orleans and got them to the playoffs twice in, in many years, tw two times. Now, Anthony Davis is unlucky. Anthony Davis has some biological thing going on, wh wh whatever. It it's a physical, I don't know. He just can't play 82. Now, James Harden, James Harden's the loser. James Harden's a big time loser. Let me tell you why. He goes out there. He plays. Like he, he plays a lot. When, when the regular season games are there, he's usually available. Last night he played 42 minutes. Yeah. yeah. He's out there, but he doesn't give enough. He doesn't care enough. He's not invested enough in this. And he's always looking for the exit. He's always looking for a way out of the chaos that he created. Hey, James, the league is only so big, man. He's it's only so big. I mean, the six degrees of James Harden. Everybody done played with him already. Everybody yeah. got a reputation. Everybody got a, a scouting report on him. So yeah, you know, Chris Paul and Dwight Howard and Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And now he's the guy. I don't know if he's looking for an exit. This is really a stare down contest. Who's going to leave here first? This town ain't big enough for both of us player. So you may have to go for him to have the arrogance and just the 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 the, uh, the contentment after a game like that to say, oh, I'll be here only <laughs> because they're trapped. They're trapped. Yeah. <laughs> he has by, that by James Harden. And here's the yeah. other thing. I just got to say this. That's your boy. <laughs> That's your boy. That's your boy. You roll for him. You roll for him in Brooklyn. I, I th no. this, this great no, no, no. champion. This okay, great championship thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get your shit off. Hey. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, man. <laughs> I'll let you go. Hey, go okay. And then at the beginning of this year, Hey, who won the trade? You can't win the trade if you don't play. I don't know who won the trade. They both lost. No, okay, okay, right. Okay, it was lose-lose. Okay, that, you're right. You're right to call me. Yes, I was right at the time. Listen, them first three games when Harden got to Brooklyn, them first three games. incredible duo. Okay, all right. It was on fire the first three games. 
and I and, and, and I maintain you cannot win a trade if the main piece doesn't play for you and right. may never play for you. Rumor has it depending on which rumors you believe and I'm talking about Ben Simmons, but I, this ain't about Ben Simmons. Okay. Yeah, ben this Simmons, is about James Harden. lowest of keys was more effective in a closeout game last year. He was. Than was last night. Okay, he would but, give him let me some. Get, but, but hold on. You okay? Yeah, so it's a lose lose. Yes, one problem for another problem. You know, two sides of the same coin is what Harden and Simmons are. But it was just a couple of days ago that you were looking at me like I was crazy for saying matter of factly, not in oh, yeah, any way yeah, a hot right. take the most obvious right. that Tyrese Maxey is said, superior to James Harden at this second, point. You were like, what? Yeah. I'm like, obviously there's that. I have never been delusional about James Harden. I've never been delusional about James Harden. I have not. I've always been fair. I have given you shit because of your seemingly irrational hatred of James Harden. Oh, it ain't but irrational. This is what I said seemingly. I said seemingly. I said seemingly because I, I qualified it. I intentionally qualified okay. it. Here's what's okay. ironic. You never liked James Harden from an aesthetic standpoint. You hated the way he played. Well, he can't play like that no more. He can't he can't he can't take nobody in isolation and blow by him and right. draw fouls. That's what so the way he played you ain't got to worry about that no more. Therein lies the problem. The other part right. is again going back to the regular season when he got to Brooklyn from Houston. He did put up MVP numbers in the regular season and then he got hurt. And had he been healthy, had he been more than had he been a healthy player in the playoffs, who knows? But that ship has sailed. That's neither here nor there. There is no arguing what he is and what he isn't in the postseason. And I have never it's, said so, that he was anything hey. other than this in the postseason. Michael, I want to be clear on this. There has yeah. been Simmons. There has been Simmons. The excuse me, not Ben Simmons. There is James Harden. James the Harden. Person. The person. And there is. James Harden, the regular season player. I'm talking about James Harden, the playoff performer. When I say this, not personal, going back to your hatred, not personal. I'm not talking about the regular yeah. season player. Talking about the playoff performer. James Harden, the playoff performer, ain't shit, ain't never been shit, ain't never gonna be <laughs> shit. <laughs> Just want to be clear on who, exactly what I was talking about. That's who. That's what he is. Hey. And it, it, think about this, Mike. There's so many. There's so many interesting layers to this. Uh, people have pointed out on Twitter. But uh, how about this one? Joel Embiid said last night, and with that clip we played off the top. Yeah, he said he's not Houston James Harden anymore. He's not that anymore. But even worse, <laughs> even worse oh, than that. From, from okay, <laughs> he's not. Even, so y'all, y'all traded. Y'all traded a lot. Y'all traded an All Star, some draft picks, some role players. For that guy, who's not even what he's supposed to be. That that, that but yeah. but even worse than that, even more damning than that from Embiid. Embiid said, "You know what? We need to do like PJ Tucker." <laughs> what? Like y'all got y'all got everything in. Y'all went all in. James Harden will get James Harden and, and, and Daryl Morey. He gonna get some of the smoke too. And hey, we just not gonna settle for any trade. If Ben Simmons needs to stay here all year, if he needs to stay for a couple years, he's got time I mean, on his contract. We not go. We not go lower why ourselves. Why stick to his guns? Oh, you like, why got he stick to James his guns? Harden. What? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't have made the deal off? with Sacramento? Or how about make not make a deal at all? Like, wouldn't they have been better off, given what James Harden gave them? 
Wouldn't they have been better off just squatting on Simmons all year and running out Seth Curry and Andre Drummond and keeping right. those first round they picks? Yes, they would have. And they would have been better and, with the as, team they as had. Maury always, the team, as Maury always said, and even in, in, in reports always suggested, that it's going to stretch into the offseason. Man, it would have been so much better off bringing, bringing Simmons with him all year. He's so unreliable. He's just not reliable. He's not a guy you can no, count on. On the contrary. You know on the contrary. And, and, the problem is he is reliable, and he can be counted on to do exactly what he did to, last to, night. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. Well, he's, the he's actually the, the he's, he's reliable in the worst kind of way. He will reliably not show up. Sometimes good. Sometimes good matches like we've, we've romanticized this sometimes in relationships like, oh, how did these people find each other? It's just like it was just fate. Uh, shout out Bob Dylan. It was a simple twist of fate. No, 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 no. Sometimes people find each other because they're wired the same. So James Harden, he didn't want to play for the young coach uh, in, in Houston. Didn't want to play for him. Uh, James Harden uh, didn't want to play for Steve Nash and with those guys in Brooklyn. James Harden doesn't want to play for Doc Rivers in Philly. You know who he wants to play for? Mike D'Antoni, another loser, another guy who's never won nothing. What'd you say? He ain't never been. This is about his coaching record. He ain't in the finals. He ain't never been it. He never will be it. So those two go ahead Philly go ahead cut bait fire Doc Rivers bring in Mike well, D'Antoni and what, what continue Doc's, to disappoint Doc Doc is already coming back and Harden said it himself. I'll be back next year. I mean listen in a perfect world. He would opt out and it will be just sunken cost. The whole experiment will be sunken cost. Yeah, they traded Simmons. Yeah, they traded the picks. Yeah, they traded Curry and Drummond. They ain't coming back. Harden in a perfect world would opt out or not opt into his player option for $47 million, test free agency, and go on his merry way, and the Sixers just pick up the pieces. Test because they could do agency. bad all by them. They could do bad all by themselves. Would, if he opts signed? into that 47, if he opts into that 47 million, which he's likely to do, then you run it back one more year and you hope and pray that he decides to focus on his body this offseason, reinvents himself. And he's motivated next year in a contract year with his max on the horizon. That's that's the probably the most realistic best option if you're feeling. The last thing they should ever consider doing is acquiescing to him in any way, shape, or form in the form of personnel or coaches, and giving him a four or five year maximum salary contract in excess of two hundred million dollars. Hell no. Not in a million years it, should they be even thinking about that. And if you're Daryl Morey and you're going to ownership talking about reinvesting in James Harden, then you should be fired on the spot. You know what? Here's, it. Here's the other thing. James Harden is worse than Ben Simmons. Playoff performance to playoff performance. Harden's is worse. Why? Because you, you expect better. But right. He was billed because Harden supposedly is a shooter. It's false advertising. Harden is a it's shooter. Ben Simmons ain't never been a shooter. Right. <laughs> you know? And, 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 so. and they talked about it. And they talked about it during the season. They talked about it during that season, during the 2020-21 uh, the, the season. Ben Simmons, uh, you know, with the back and forth with Doc Rivers, because there's always a back and forth with Doc Rivers. I'm sure we'll talk about that uh, with the Philadelphia media. And he defended 
Simmons saying, hey, he does so much more out there on the court. Am I supposed to put him on the bench? He's an all-star, all-level defender. Yeah. Should be defending At least players. Yeah, on and on. Yeah. Hey, but he's not a shooter. He has never been a shooter, volume scorer in his career. James Harden was brought in to give, to make life easier on Joel Embiid. And what he is now, it's like he's a he's a double he's an agent. Albatross. Okay, he's an albatross. He's a double yeah. agent. He can he he, yeah. he he is he is working. He says all the right things publicly, but behind the scenes, you know what's happening. You know he's trying to you get know, this thing. He's trying to he's trying to tailor it to suit him. And if he does that, that doesn't help anybody but him. I just don't see somebody that's consumed, and I, and I hate I hate to do this. I do try to be fair, but. I, I, because I, I just don't see. I, I'm sure he, there is work that he has put in to get to this point in his career. You don't, you don't get to be as good as he's been, and at one point, as dependable as he was, especially during the regular season, just when it comes to playing and playing at a high level, you don't get to be one of the 75 greatest players of all time, which doesn't sound great rolling off my tongue on a day like today. But nonetheless, right. you don't get these accolades without working at your craft. But it just doesn't seem like it consumes him for all the drama, all the trouble, yeah. all the transactions that are connected to James Harden, whether it's free agents or trades to bring people to Houston, whether it's throwing a tantrum to get out of Houston to get to Brooklyn, get out of Brooklyn to Philly. He, he, he carries himself and talks like somebody who wants to win a championship, but plays like somebody who doesn't give two shits. Right. My... Joel Embiid said, "We need PJ Tucker." <laughs> well, no, that was a different context. It was a different I context. I don't. I don't. I just, I don't. It's just hilarious. It's hilarious to me, though. Yeah. It's hilarious. He's right. I, I I understand exactly what he's saying. He gave context yeah. to it. He said, "You know, they they've had you know no no offense to the guys they have on the roster. They've had but, some but, tough guys before." Wait, but 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 P, but PJ Tucker. Will make his presence felt like nobody. James Harden, yeah. okay, is great for selling hey. jerseys. That's great for headlines. But PJ Tucker would have given you more at both ends. I like PJ. Than, I like than, PJ than James Harden I did. No, I know you but do. No, I, no, I, know I like you do. Him. But even though it was a different context, it's still applicable to this conversation. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, it's still and, applicable. And Guys and, that care. And, and the wild thing is, the wild thing is, man. You think about uh, Philadelphia, and you, what you don't want to be. Because I think this is the fourth time in the last five years, if I'm not mistaken, they've lost in the second round. They haven't been, they haven't been able to get beyond the second round. Fourth time in the last five years. Um, but what they don't want to be when this thing is over, you don't want to look back and be what Golden State was before, you know, this championship run. And what Golden State was was a place you could look at and like, man, he used to play for the Warriors too. Oh, wait, they used to have Chris Webber and they had Tim Hardaway. And they had Bernard King and my dog world be free. They had all those players, but they never won anything. Philadelphia with Joel Embiid has had Jimmy Butler. Philadelphia has had um, Ben Simmons. I know that's a, that, doesn't, that doesn't sound like a lot right now, but they've had no, some I guys. Point. I get your point. They, they've had some guys come through there now. Nothing to, nothing to show for it. You'll be able to say we had James Harden because if they have any sense, if it's up to them, there's no way I'm extending it. Like if if can't, no, it can't. If he it opts cannot. in, if he opts in, he opts in fine. Right. He opts one, out one more year, and that's not the worst thing. You running back next he opts year. Out, may, don't don't come may, looking over here. 
Oh no, no. no. I let him go. Because I, oh, I let him go. I don't think he's a I don't think he's the type of dude to take less. And if he does take less, not much less, not significantly less, not enough for them to bring in other pieces in free agency. Like he ain't taking a discount, you know. I mean, if he opts in for one year and you running back for one year, and maybe with a full off season in a training camp, and you know, maybe he's motivated in a way that he otherwise has not illustrated himself to be. One more year of it isn't the worst thing. Five more? Nah, no way, no yeah, way, no way in hell. But you know we, what they could after, do? After this break, let's talk about the opposite extreme. Go ahead. Well, just last okay, word. Go ahead. But, but just, just I don't know how the yeah. uh, the, sal the salaries or the uh, the salary cap would allow this. But James Harden's due about what forty six, forty seven million dollars. Forty seven player option for forty seven well, next year. Forty seven. I know another guy. I know another guy has got a forty seven million dollar option. Who too. Russ? Hey, who Russ? <laughs> Thank you, Red Russ. Bring in Russ. Bring it you know Russ, like, Russ to Philly. I, would, I wish there, I wish there were a team. I wish there were a team. All the all albatross contract team. Let's take Russ, Kyrie, and James Harden and put them all on the same team. For, just for contractual reasons. But but here's the problem. Russ actually does want to play. Russ actually does want to play. Yeah. There that's that's the difference between those three guys. Loser. Period. I think worse than that is indifferent. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. I like when people just talk to me. Uh, gets me going. Uh, you know, it's, it's fun, man. It's basketball. Uh, there's going to be a lot of trash talking, and I like it. It's fun for me. Uh, uh, it's competitive basketball, and I like it. So... It's fun for me. <laughs> you guys haven't won in Phoenix since 2019. You just lost there by 30 points. Uh, what gives you hope or optimism that you guys can win Game Seven? Uh, just because of this team, I know. I know the guys. Uh, I know the coaching staff. Just because of this team, you know, we have opportunity. This uh, for me, this team is special, and these are great guys. And we play hard, and we help each other. So that's what gives me hope. I'll answer the question for Luca, because they got Luca. So they got <laughs> that, me. That's what gives yeah. them. They got me. That's they the got real me. answer. Because I'm answer. on this team. So speaking of trash talk, you and I talk Have you a seen lot my of trash. Tapes? We just. <laughs> are you familiar with my work? We talk a lot of trash. Yeah. We were talking about, um, you know, your hatred of Harden, um, and admittedly, and I've admitted this. You know, I, I love the Suns basketball operation from James Jones to Monty Williams, Chris Paul, Devin Booker on down. I love it. But I have adopted every team that the Suns have faced just to troll yeah. you. Yeah, not to mention it was, that. you know, my hometown New Orleans Pelicans. So I just all fun and games, but all jokes yeah. aside, 
This is so I'm not doing this. I'm not. I'm not just. I, I I've told you when I'm intentionally being contrarian, just to you know, just to needle you. That's not what this is. What I'm saying right now. All jokes aside, in all seriousness, game seven. Give me that guy. Give me that guy. Yeah. Because much like the the precocious, prodigious. Remember when we were young? I don't know if people still say this. Because now we're old, and I don't really say it like talking about it. Remember when you were young? And it, there's, there's the, the, the old folks would, would look at a child and be like, oh, 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 he been here before. Or oh, oh, she been here before. Right. You know, like as in her spirit, like they reincarnated as in their, their yeah. spirit is, in, is, 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 is passed down. Like it's, their, 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 their body is inhabited by a spirit that's, you know, lived the previous life, right? Luka Doncic been here before. Like the yeah. playoffs, for somebody to be as dominant in the playoffs as he has been, from the beginning, you want to talk about bringing up old stuff. I remember when you tried to downplay at that famous COVID photo shoot that we had. That infamous COVID photo shoot of the buzzer beater he hit against yeah. the Clippers in a series they eventually lost. You were like, what's the big in deal? The bubble. Why y'all making a big deal? In the bubble, why y'all making a big game, deal? What was it, because game you four? Knew, because yeah. you knew that we were witnessing the birth of something special. And that's just yeah. what Luca is in the playoffs. Just so, in case you weren't aware, I'm sure you know. In 22 games, 32 and a half points, 9.3 rebounds, and 8.5 assists in 22 playoff games over four series now. Now, that's better than anybody in history. I know it's only 22 games, but on the flip side, you can say, well, usually people don't start playing in the playoffs as if they've been here before. So give me that guy in game in game seven. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Look, uh, it, it's not for I'll, I'll go big picture and then I'll go specific. Look, it's not unusual for an eventual champion to go through some stuff in the first two rounds of the playoffs without the the Moses Malone faux 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 or without Shaq and Kobe winning every playoff game except one. Uh, during one of their championship runs. Okay, during that three, their, 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 that three-peat. Okay. It's not always dominant. Sometimes you win a championship right. and people, every series you have, people push you. That being said, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling great about the Phoenix Suns right now. I'm not feeling great. Now, I think they're a better team. I do think they're a better team than the Dallas Mavericks, but... The Mavericks right now got the best player in the series. Suns have the best, like overall. I like what they're doing, and I like their, as you said, I like their operation, and I like how they've just been mowing teams down all year long. But man, they have, like, they, they weren't really in game six. Like, they, you know, lose game six by a bucket, lose game six by six. It's a competitive game all the way through it. Like Dallas controlled that entire game. They made it look easy. And I know Phoenix did the same thing to Dallas in game five. But now game seven, one game with Luka, with, with Luka Doncic. I'm like, I always go with the best one. I'm always, I'm partial to the best player in the series in these situations. And I look at it and objectively, he's the best player in the series. He's the anti-James Harden. He's the anti-James Harden. Tough. He, show, he, show, he shows up in big moments. Uh, this is the first time, by the way, these last two years that the Suns 
have played in a game seven, but you said something a second ago. You said that the Suns are the better team. Uh, they're the better team so far in this series when playing in Phoenix. That I'm willing to go that far. Yeah. I don't think the series yeah. has shown that they're the better team. And what well, if I told you now? Granted, they had a better yeah, regular okay. season record. But what if I told yeah, you okay. in 2022, I'll... since since January, mm -hmm. Phoenix has won 37 games, Dallas won 35. Yeah. So I don't know that Phoenix is better. Well, if I'm not mistaken, that's two wins. That still is two at 37. I know you had some math better. issues yesterday. I do have, you math, had some issues. Math, issues I do have yesterday. math issues. Yes, yes. Uh, How many games in a row? Okay, 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 wait, wait, wait. This is great, this is great. Wait, wait, okay. Pop quiz, math quiz, okay. Michael. Okay. How many games in a row do the Mavericks need to win now? Do they still need to win now? two games in a row? Now? Do they still need to win two games in a row? Because they now like, does anybody to win a game in a row? They both got to right win this one. one. My logic right is undeniable. One. It was but three two. It's three three. It they both got to win. They won. Ain't no. Then, so is anybody at, in Dallas at, saying, at "Oh, it, right, right now"? Is anybody in Dallas saying, "Oh my goodness, you think we can win two in a row right now, guys?" Uh, I don't know. We won they game six. They should we actually win two in a row? They, they think about it. one can, game. Can we can we beat? And look, especially against against this team, this team, uh, the the Phoenix team, in general, has been tough to knock knock down two or three times in a row, regular season yeah. and postseason. They're tough. Yeah. So yeah. Dallas was down three two. They won, and if they're fortunate enough, and privileged enough to win Game Seven, that will be two wins in a row at the most critical time of the season. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'm not. I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not sitting here. Uh, casual like I was against your Pelicans. Like I knew they mm -hmm. were going to beat the Pelicans. I just thought this is no way the, Pelis the Pelicans are going to beat the Suns. I don't feel that way now against the Mavericks. Can the Mavericks win game seven? Damn right. Sure can. And I would, it's pretty close. Ooh, this is a big, this is a big admission. I can't believe I'm going to say this. It's pretty close to a coin flip. I'm going to call, yeah. I'm going to reduce it to that. Game seven, which is point flip. That typically is what it in is. In this situation. You know, but no, it's typically not. game seven is a coin flip. But typically. But you know, but they're generally not. But they're generally not coin flips. I mean, eventually, like game seven, like I mean, home teams have an okay. advantage, sure, to some extent. You know? But I, I guess it I guess it all depends on how you view the teams. Now, if you view if you it sounds like you do. If you view Dallas and Phoenix as equals, okay, it's fair. Uh, that's a coin flip, but in some situations teams like the superior team will mess around and find itself in a game seven against an inferior team and then game seven they, they win by 30. They went by 35. That's, a, that's okay. That's a that's a good. That's that a here. good segue. Well, that's a good segue. Um, let's see if we have it throughout the rest of the playoff bracket. Shall we? So, okay. We have two potential road closeout games. Tonight, yes, right. We have. I'll see. I should say uh, home closeout games. I beg your pardon. Two teams going on the road yeah, trying right. to stave off elimination. So, Grizzlies at Warriors, Celtics at Bucks. For those that may have missed it, I'm gonna ask you again, but I think I know the answer. Feels like you think both of those series end tonight. No, no, no. I think I think. Oh no. Um, no no. I think one of those series ends tonight. It's been a great story. 
You've been our team, Memphis. You've been our right. team. You've been our team. We have learned a lot from uh, about uh, the Memphis Grizzlies on the court. We've had Memphis Grizzlies reporters on this show. They've they've done a lot to bless our program to make it better. Thank you very much. They will continue to be a part of the show. I'm hopeful they are. But the Memphis Grizzlies. See you later. See you later. Why? Why Mike? Because they're not as good. They're not as good as the Golden State Warriors and they're missing their best player. They're missing their best player. It sounds good. Oh, we got this record without John Morant. Great, great, great. You're you're in the fight. You're in a fight for your playoff life. And you ain't got your dog. You ain't got your number one. I know you got some dogs. I know you got some, but you ain't got the number one dog. How can you're, you're, how you're, can you how can you default to their I, ain't, not I don't as care good. about game five? They're not. They're well, not what about game two. four? What about game four? What about game four? They when, they, when, they, when, when they Memphis lost. led for 47, but Memphis led for 47 minutes. Why great. would that? But, 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 okay, no, wait. I didn't, we, okay, not, you didn't just great. say, you didn't say that they split the last two games. You said they're not as good and don't have their best player. The last two they games, don't. one, they led for 47 minutes. And, and then the lost. other one, they led by as many they, as 55. So all that's Golden State. All so all that's just Golden State. All that's just all Golden State like, fooling around. Even that's got nothing they, to do know, with like, Memphis. This is this is what's going to happen. And you know, I, I love this. I love what you're saying because it's very similar to what we just saw in the previous series. There's somebody in Minnesota saying the same thing about the Grizzlies. Oh wait a minute! Like we we, we blew that lead. We should have beaten them in that game. Hey, you know, they're we're right there with them, but they lost in six. Ultimately, they lost in six. Why? Because the Grizzlies are better than the, uh, the, the, the Timberwolves, and we're not even thinking about them. When tonight, when this series is over in six, they lose by 10, lose by a dozen, whatever it is, and they're giving the hugs, we're going to say, all right. It was like Memphis has a bright future, but they're not better. They're not better, and that will be proven tonight. I'm so confident in this. I'm not even trolling. Like, I know this is going to happen. I know. Ooh. <laughs> Gary, this is going, Cheek, I'm giving you some is, great this sound is, this right is now. Going, this is, it's in no, case you no, missed well, it. That's, that's, that's one way of looking at it. This is going back to Memphis. Speaking of great sound, we're going to hear more of Wolf That Trick. Yeah. But, so wait, now I'm confused about the Eastern Conference game six tonight. I know we went around in circles in quite a bit yesterday. So you do no, have no, Boston no. forcing a game set. So wait, you have Boston For, yes. forcing a game seven, but not and winning a game seven. That's right. That's right. Okay. Why? Tell me again. I, I, as I said, Gian, now Giannis, Giannis with Luca, with Luca, I said, okay, that's the yeah. best player in the series. Giannis gets extra, like he gets extra points. Champion already, MVP, defensive player of the year, in his prime, with everything on the table. I'm just not gonna bet against him. I'm not gonna bet against him. I've seen what he's done and what the team has done around him. Like Jason Tatum, like right there. Jason Tatum has been good this year. He's good. He's good. He's been good this series. Averaging 25, give me like six, seven rebounds, four or five assists in the series. Giannis about 34, 34 points. 12 boards, seven assists. It's uh, like, yeah, you and it's no shame. Like when they when they eventually lose this series to Celtics and seven, when they eventually lose this series, you could walk away saying Jason Tatum is one of the best 15 players in basketball. 
without a doubt. And it's no sh- and, and that's going to happen whether you know, they win or lose. You know I think they're going to lose it. You know what you are? But, you're that employer. You're that employer that you sit across from them and you say, you look at a resume, you'd be like, ah, you know what? You know, you got a lot of good qualities, a lot of good references. You interview well, but you just don't have enough experience. Well, give me some damn experience. Somebody got to give no, me no, experience. It, like, no, but no. you're going to the, oh, I've seen them do it before. Once upon a but, time, okay, they didn't do it, Michael. Okay. Once upon a time, this? we okay, had questions about whether the Bucks, this same Bucks group, well, minus Drew Holiday, but the, whether the sure. Bucks and Giannis in particular had what it took to win in the postseason. And but then my, they did okay, it. I'm so not, now all of a sudden, it's not, they can't be beat by an upstart Celtics team? No, 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 no. It's, but it's not just that. It's not that they can't be beat because obviously the series, is go, it's going to be a seven-game series, I believe. I think it's going seven. I'm basing it on what I've seen in this series. So it's been, they've been close. They've been close. All these games. Who is they? But if you're, oh, oh yeah, like, right. the, but both of them, the, the, the teams yeah. have been close, tra- trading, right. like brilliant flourishes. Both of them, uh, both right. have had situations where I feel like we should have had that one, and it didn't, it didn't turn out correct. That way. But if you, right. but if you look at it, if, but ultimately, when the see, when the series is decided, I think the the Celtics are going to say, we have the same talent as the Milwaukee Bucks. We're we're not as disciplined, we're not as quite as disciplined as they are. And they do Man, that, little that, things better than we. And, that, and they, that I'm gonna tell you why. Really left a better, bitter taste in your mouth because okay, yes, they lost the ever loving mind at the end of Game Five. They did. Mike. They absolutely did. But that's not that's not indicative of the Celtics' performance this entire series. Okay, this well, series me, can, remains allow me, supposed allow to me. call. The Bucks. The Bucks may have stolen no, it. No. That may. They may have blown it. Well, they may have blown their their best chance to win it with that meltdown. They may have. And the Bucks may come out. And 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 do their thing at home in the Deer District, and and all that championship DNA that you talked about may make the difference. But I'm sorry, I see two kids in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown who understand that tonight is an opportunity to be legendary and to get this thing back to Boston. I think both these so games game go five. seven. So was it was, and it, and it, Jason, and it blew Jason, it. And it Jason blew Tatum, it. just like the Bucks Jason blew game Tatum four. Didn't touch the ball. Hey, to be legendary, you got to touch the I ball. I saw it. Jason I Tatum, saw it. Jason Tatum was actually like, Thankfully, they got hey, another game. Thankfully, they got another hey, game. Hey, and, and, and I, the old I, folks, old the, folks. The, the separation at, that you think exists is not hey, there, Michael. There is not a separation okay, well, between these two teams. Let, let me make One my case, One day, though. separate themselves and move on. Okay. Before I before I make my case, I'm going to say this. You mentioned that old, you know, old folks saying he's been here before. Mm-hmm. The old folks yep. said that in the fourth quarter for Jason Tatum, they said, yeah, he's been here before. His name is James Harden. Disappeared. Disappeared in the well, fourth quarter. Now Jason quarter. Tatum is James Harden? <laughs> I, I, I just want right. to get a shot. I want to get a shout out. All right, but look, look, really, if you look at the Celtics, three losses, three losses in this series, they all have like a theme that is not necessarily, uh, it's, it's, it's not uncommon, but it's not the formula to win a series in seven against the world champs who want to tear your face off before they want to give up the throne. They're just gonna tear your face yeah, off. Uh, They're just not gonna stop. I, okay, I but just but, but but listen, here we go. Game one. The theme of game one, very simply, is the Celtics weren't ready to play at the Bucks level. I didn't say that, the coach did. That's not my that's not my no, analysis. That's Ime Doka. It was obvious. All right. It was so obvious, yeah. That's one loss. You lose home court mm-hmm. advantage, they set the tone off the off the jump. Game five. Mm-hmm. 
You're not ready to close it down and you collapse. That's another egregious loss. Game three, I'm not going to call it a bad loss. You're, you're yeah, a fraction away from sitting points. in the overtime. Right. Jason Tatum, game. Four, for, four for 19. And game three, they lost, so I'm mean, saying, they lost put game all three these by things two. together. They won at Milwaukee in game four. I guess the thing that puzzles me about your, your, about your prognostication when it comes to this series is it'd be one thing if you said, oh, they, it's over tonight. They blew it. Milwaukee is not letting it get back to game seven because they are a championship team and they know better than they have to go back to Boston. The, I guess the thing that is interesting, most interesting, is that you have the Celtics winning on the road in game yep. six, facing elimination, yep. but don't believe that they can win at home in game seven. It's like, right. so nothing could happen tonight that would change your mind about game seven. We haven't even seen game six. I, that's it. That's interesting. That is interesting. It's just hey, if, if you, hey, listen, I, Mike, I, I, I can't tell you sometimes. Sometimes I see things that other people don't see and they, they, they come to life. So I, I've seen it. I've seen the result. They went by by eight points, or like seven or eight like points what? tonight. Like like what? By seven example, or eight points. Like what? Like what? No, I'm talking the thing. The thing you see the, the third that's your third eye seen coming before it happened. What? What? Before what? It happened. what what, 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 what is that? For example, Let's come full circle. Like, really? Like what? James Harden. <laughs> James Harden. I rest my case. James Harden. I told you. You were just arguing. You were just you. arguing on behalf of James Harden you. two days ago. Two days ago, you were caping up for James Harden. Two days ago, you were caping up for James Harden. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. I'm, I wouldn't. I won't sit here and say I wish uh, I didn't wish you was my teammate. Uh, I man, uh, still don't know how we let him go. Um, but you know, I wish I could have gone to battle with him uh, still. But it is what it is. Um, you know, I just gotta you know keep building and uh, you know keep trying to wish that goal. Embiid, you just spoke to him. What was that message to him? Um, that I love him. Um, I'm proud of him. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I still wish I was on his team. I definitely love the Miami Heat, though, man. I'm glad that I'm here, but I got so much respect and love for Joel Embiid. It was brilliant all series long. Um, he understands that it's just this series, you know, and we got it. The challenges only get tougher, you know, from here. But he saw the opportunity that, hey, we have an opportunity. Um, you know, to end this tonight, he wasn't going to go let this go to seven. Ironically, the tougher, more blue-collar team, Vincent Goodwill, resided in glitz and glamour Miami as opposed to Philadelphia, led by Jimmy Butler, four straight 30-point road games. He did this for me in the bubble in that finals run. And now I find myself thinking like this again, like, how much does Jimmy Butler, Vinny, make you recalibrate your rankings when it comes to top players in the NBA? 
recalibrating means that he's not already in that upper echelon for me. He's always been there for me. How he's upper? a culture setter. How he, he's not you, He's not singular superstar as far as, you know, top five guys. Remember we did our, our rankings a couple years ago, like a year and a half ago, and I told you Jimmy Butler yeah. was a top 10 player, and both of y'all looked at me like I was borderline. No, both of, y'all, both, both of y'all ain't do that. Whoa, 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 that's revisionist history. After the, I, I have, it might be. yeah, okay, but, but but point, but but exactly, but that was for for effect purposes. Go right ahead, Benny. Keep cooking. <laughs> but but I, I I think when you look at the way that he's played throughout these playoffs, his his game elevates. Last year was an anomaly yeah. where he where he played poorly and he, he looked like he was hurt. But usually he raises his game beyond his regular season exploits. And now he's at the point that next to Giannis and maybe even including Giannis. There's not a guy that's playing better on both ends of the floor in this entire playoff than Jimmy Butler. And we've seen this before. Yeah, we saw it in the bubble. But if you mean to tell me that with home court advantage and Eric Spolster pushing the buttons that he's pushing, that you're going to actually bet against the Miami Heat? I know we've long decided that the winner of the Bucks celtics series is going to be the team that represents the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. But I don't think that way. And I think the Miami Heat will have something to say about that especially if this Celtics series with the Bucks goes seven. And you know that the Miami Heat are not afraid of the Milwaukee Bucks as world champions or as anything else. They feel like they have a formula, especially, y'all, if Chris Middleton is at half or 75 or 60%. Like, this is going to be even a greater knockdown dragout series than what the, than what the Celtics are giving them right now. And, and Miami has something for the Celtics in the bubble, so they're not afraid of the Celtics either. Uh, let me ask you this, uh, Vinny. What do you think? Uh, what's behind the effing Tobias Harris over me? Is it as simple as that? That he took that personally? Or was that a performative thing? Jimmy Butler, ever the showman, too, giving you something uh, to talk about before he goes into the locker room? Yes. You asked if it was one <laughs> or the other? Yes, because it's both. Because Jimmy Butler is honorary. Because Jimmy Butler remembers every little thing everybody says about him. I'll tell you a personal story. I was in Chicago covering the Bulls, and Jimmy Butler was making the ascension to star superstar. And we were in Golden State. They were practicing. The team was going on some excursion. He wanted to get shots up. I was waiting on the cab. And I hadn't gotten to know him yet. So we were just standing around just shooting it. And he says to me, who do you think is better? Me, Paul George, or Kawhi Leonard. Now, Paul George is still in Indiana. Kawhi Leonard hadn't gotten hurt the first time, and I'm on the beat just trying to get to know this dude. I could have lied. <laughs> I could have lied, oh. y'all. No, you know I mean? keep it a buck. But, I kept it a but buck. you got to keep it a buck. Yeah. I kept it a buck. I said, Jimmy, I think you're really good, but you're not either one of those dudes. So he says to me with the straightest of faces, I'm going to prove to you that I'm better than them. And that year... I think he blocked Kawhi's shot at the buzzer. He scored another one over PG at the buzzer and let me know about it on the way <laughs> to the locker room. So if you think that he's not talking about, he's not even talking about Tobias Harris there. He's talking about Ben Simmons because the choice the yeah. Philadelphia 76ers made was Ben Simmons over him because Ben Simmons right. wasn't comfortable with not having the ball. So that meant by right. proxy, they were going to give the money to Tobias Harris and not Jimmy Butler, right. and everybody knew it at the time, 
that that was the biggest mistake that the 76ers have made essentially over the past, you know, process era. They had a championship team basically in the palm of their hands and they gave it away. Serves them right. It, it, well, it's a mistake, but I'm glad they made it because Heat culture and Jimmy Butler just go hand in hand. Like, I'm just glad he's in Miami. That's where he belongs. You know, they bring out the best in him. He's a he's the perfect driving force for Pat Riley and Eric Spolster's group. But let's go back to those Sixers. Where do they go from here? Mm. <laughs> no, I, I, hey, loaded, open-ended, open-ended. There's so many ways to take that. <laughs> okay, look, Doc Rivers is the easy fall guy. And I know Daryl Morey said that he's not going to fire him. But everybody wants to come at Doc's head. Everybody wants to say that this is Doc's fault. Did you see his second best player in the two years that he was there? He had can't shoot, won't shoot. And then he got can't shoot, won't shoot part two in James Harden. What was he supposed to do? Now, you know that Daryl Morey loves him some James Harden. He doesn't feel like he can win or compete in any other direction. If I'm Joel Embiid, I am on the phone with my agents at CAA saying I don't care what my contract extension was because he did re-up recently over the past year or so. He did yeah, re-up like with four them. Years. Yeah. yeah, and I'm telling them, get me up out of here because it's always been franchise instability with ownership in the front office, with the coaching staff, with the roster. He has not known stability since he's been there. You're going to ask him to wait again on James Harden, maybe having a summer where he's not just hanging out with the baby and hanging, but putting the work in. That was an utterly unforgivable performance from James Harden last night. I'm not going to say what the words were that were floating through some of the text message chains that I was that I was rocking with last night. But oh, y'all you can know say on this show? No, 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 no. But you, but you know what that looked like. It, it, it mm -hmm. looked like the it looked like the James Harden special. The James, you know, what the James Harden special is y'all. That is, mm. if the series is about to end, let me hurry up and make <laughs> it happen now. He's not going to help pull the nose up of that airplane. Right. It's going to be 11 turnovers. It's going to be 6 for 24. Or do what he, he did. He do was it. Casper the friendly ghost. He was literally he do it expeditiously. nowhere to be found. Yes. He's going to get it over yes. with expeditiously. <laughs> he ain't going to mess around so with it. You think he... <laughs> Mr. Sands, Mr. Sands, sit the chain by the door. Expeditiously. <laughs> you think he did it on purpose? Like, that was a terrible game. But you think it was intentional... For him to make a statement like, "Hey, I can't, I can't play in this offense with this coach," or you, you, you got the brakes on me, you can't let me be free. I, I, it, was there anything intentional about such a sorry game and a sorry second half from Harden? Okay, you tell me this. If it wasn't intentional, what was it? Because James Harden is a guy that can get his shot up, even in his diminished state with his hamstring injury. He's a guy that can always get his shot up. He's got a tight handle. He's left-handed. He can get to the lane and even attempt to draw fouls. How many times did you see him touch paint in the second half yesterday? I would venture to bet y'all he didn't even cross the three-point line on either end of the floor. You know who plays like that? 55-year-olds. Dudes who are playing not even at the Y, but they're playing against some young dudes and they're just trying to break a sweat without breaking their back. 
That's what James Harden looked like last <laughs> night. And he has done this repeatedly in all these type of different spots. And y'all got the nerve to sit up somewhere and tell me that James Harden is the best offensive player in the history of basketball when he done acted a fool on three different franchises and got the nerve to have his hand out saying, I want a, you know, $45 million player option next year and then ask for another $200 million? Please. Let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum. Let's go to the opposite end. Talk about a dude that wants it, a dude that thrives this time of year, Luka Doncic. How soon? We we talked in the past about the the unofficial and mythical passing of the best player in the game torch. You know, hmm. we know you were very much ahead on Kevin Durant taking that from LeBron James. Uh, mm-hmm. Giannis has that now. How soon before Luka has that? The way he's performing in these playoffs and and in the playoffs in general. He ain't close. Because it's ain't great close in the to spe- being in the conversation for best players in the game. When we're saying conversation, how big is the conversation? You know what I mean? Are, are we saying Kelly Top. Rowland knee alone? Or are we saying, you know, I'm saying, just I'm saying, okay, I'm saying, are we extending okay, the here's, net? What, here's what I'm saying. All right, I'll, I'll be more specific. He doesn't have an MVP to his credit. I think there was he fifth in this year's ballot. I, I forget what the voting results were. I think he might have been fifth. Okay, so. Right. All right, Giannis number one, set him over there, right? Mm-hmm. Embiid, Embiid, great player. We blame Harden, we blame Doc. He was hurt, fractured over the ball, gonna need thumb surgery, whatever, whatever. But Embiid ain't won nothing, okay? Giannis might might be about to go farther than Embiid has ever gone, okay? Jokic, and I know you got thoughts on Jokic as MVP, as back-to-back MVP this year. Great player, he ain't won nothing. Okay, we don't know if and when Durant will reclaim his status as a champion and therefore by extension arguably the best player in the NBA. The list goes on and on. Luca, his playoff numbers are historic. If yes, he continues are. to go deep and win in the postseason where reputations matter, you just lit into James Harden because of all the crap he's all the great stuff he's done in the regular season and nothing to show for it in the postseason. If Luka is playing like this in the postseason, you can't dismiss out of hand the notion that Luka Doncic very soon could be considered the best player in the NBA. Yes, I can dismiss on it. His resume. Yes, I can dismiss it because when I was Giannis the best game, player in the NBA before last year, I believe it was Kevin Durant. But what Giannis did was make his weaknesses not a weakness anymore. His weaknesses were. Is, are you going to make your free throws? Are you going to mm-hmm. be able to score when defenses load up on you? Luca's weaknesses right. are a little different. His weaknesses is A, defensively. We know he's not defending. Mm-hmm. B, mm-hmm. who else gets off when you're on the floor? Nobody. He, he dominates the ball. He gets a lot of assists, but he dominates the ball. And secondly, it's a lot of ISO. He's almost, I won't say James Harden-esque when he doesn't have the ball, but he's not really a helper when he doesn't have the ball. He's not someone that's a threat off of it. He's not cutting. He's not making himself. And to me, if we're talking about best player in the game, you've got to do something else beyond being as great as he is. There's a level above it that isn't statistical to me because I feel like, hey, we're in a live ball era. We're in a completely juiced ball era with the way that the rules are, the the three-point shot and everything else. And that's not to take a dump on his numbers, but it's to place it in proper context so that I'm not going to be seduced by the numbers. You're not going to be Robin Givens 
blowing in my ear telling me I got an eyelash or something like that, but which is to tell me that Luka <laughs> Doncic is the best player in the game. That well, no, but, but, here, but, but here's, here's what, but, here, but, here, but here's where I got to call bullshit oh, on you because I read God. everything you write, Vinny Goodwill, and it wasn't that long ago. I think mm. it was after the first two games of this series mm. when you were writing about how the Dallas Mavericks priority one this offseason is to get another star next to Luka. Okay. Yeah. So how can you? It can't be both things. It can't be the they don't have enough stars. You can't write that they don't have enough stars around Luca, and yet here he is in Game Seven against the best team in the regular season. That's not making him better. If they don't have stars, then by by extension, he's making who they have better. However, he's doing it. He's making. He's lifting the Mavericks. He is elevating the Mavericks in a way that you expect the best players to do. If you're saying you can't be the best player in the league because you're not dominant at both ends, I got no argument there. I got no argument for that. But if we're talking about somebody elevating his teammates, I can't accept that Luka Doncic is not doing that. Okay. Okay, Michael Smith. I, I see you like to operate on two different tracks here, but I'm going to break this down. So I'm just going by what you wrote. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'll let you have the floor. I'll let you have the floor. I, what you I, didn't let what me do I shit. <laughs> it's my show. It is your show. You're absolutely right. I had to. I had to. I had to. But no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That, is, that is the pot calling the kettle beige on national TV. <laughs> you are absolutely <laughs> right, Michael Smith. No, here's the, here's the point. The point is, is three prongs. One, what the Dallas Mavericks have to do as an organization is completely independent from what Luka Doncic as an individual has to do to grow and evolve his game. Yes, they need to have okay. another superstar next to him who can function with Luka and without Luka, and there aren't that many players that can actually fill that bill. And thirdly, you're talking about him playing against the Phoenix Suns and helping lift them. Have you seen Chris Paul the last three games? Have you seen his movies? Chris Paul is doing as much to help the Dallas Mavericks lift their game as Luka Doncic is right now, if we Ooh. keeping it a buck. So... So, okay, so you want to move the goalposts talk about Chris Paul. So, so, so instead, instead of keeping it on Luca, you want to crap on Chris well, Paul. He, you gave, ain't hey, look, he gave you the answer, though. <laughs> he gave, but no, no, but, but you know what? He, he gave you the, the answer. But then he moved it to Chris Paul. You, you but then he like conveniently went though. at Chris Paul. But, it ain't ain't like his answer. He said, but he, he said, said, he, he you said, said not close. He, he said, yeah, Luca's not close to being in that conversation. What the Maverick, what the Mavericks have to do, is independent of what Luca has to do individually. Okay, and I nodded. But then you said this is just as much about Chris Paul being bad. And I know, because Vinny, you and I talk 24-7. I know how you feel about Chris Paul. So you decided to Chris introduce Paul. the Chris Paul factor into this. You love crapping love on Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. <laughs> no, I think Chris, I think Chris Paul is a historic point guard. I think it's one of those things where it's a, a two-way street. When he has a great game like he did in game two, it's man, look how great he has he is as a as a 36-year-old. Absolutely correct. No, and then when right. he turns right. 37 and 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 the slipper falls off of Cinderella, you can't People act like, be like quiet. that we're not seeing what we seeing. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Keep that same energy. Keep it ain't that what Michael Irvin said when he's walking out the courthouse? <laughs> Keep that same energy. Keep it consistent. Keep that same energy. Same energy. Right. <laughs> so hey, it comes out of this. Game seven. Who do you got in game seven? Who 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 do you feel most comfortable with based on the, the progression of this series? Team wise. I mean, take into effect that Dallas has won three of the last four games and, and won them handily. I have a hard time believing that Devin Booker won't be close to Lucas equal in a game seven and that and that DeAndre Ayton won't do his thing. I still look at Phoenix in some total as a team that won sixty four games. Now, our friend Karen Phillips says 
that's what we get for bagging on the uh, Phoenix Suns when they ain't got an extra shot creator. And he's kind of right. But when you build a team around Chris Paul, you can't have but so many shot creators or you will nullify his effect. I do wonder if the Jalen Brunsons and the Maxi Klebers and the Spencer Dinwiddie's, if they'll hit those shots on the road, because we saw what happened in game five, it looked a lot like game six in reverse. So I'm going to say that home court is going to hold serve in game seven, whether or not Chris Paul actually shows up or not. Hey, last thing before we let you go, man, and, and we can do this. Of course, we could do this all day, but we got somebody standing by. Speaking of being on the road, your next stop is uh, to Golden State, right? You're going, oh no, you're going to, you're going to this game seven. You're going to Phoenix for game seven. But you've yep. been in the Bay. There's only, just, there's only, been in the Bay. But that one ain't, but that ain't going to be a game seven. There ain't no game seven. And you said, you said that game seven as if they go win tonight 40. and force the game seven. Okay. Vinny? You, what, Vinny? Vinny, what, what you see in that series? Vinny? All I can say is Steph is shooting 31% from three and Clay is shooting 29% from three. And there are a lot of open looks that they're missing. I'm not saying that Memphis is the better team because any team that employs Dylan Brooks and let him, lets him go Carlton on a road game where you are up at double digits in the fourth quarter and nobody pulls him cannot be trusted. Sometimes experience beats out stupid when stupid is better. Great mic drop moment. Love you, Vinny. And I do love you. I was just giving you grief earlier. When you come on, brother, from another, it is your show. This is this is your, you live here. This is your house. You know where all you, you got a key. You know where everything is. And I didn't vote for Luca for uh, vote for Jokic for MVP. I didn't. I said it. That's okay. That's okay. But you but you don't think he's undeserving, right? No, 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 no. He's not Carmelo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shot on the way out. Good one. Nope. Nobody, nobody, nobody gives out more strays. Just, just strays. Than just everywhere. Everybody, everybody uh, can get. Am it. I wrong? Am I wrong? Happy, bur- happy birthday, Stevie Wonder. Great shirt, by the way. Thank you. Great man. shirt. Happy birthday, Stevie. Stevie. Fingertips, part one, two, and three. Yes, sir. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Yo, man, I've been getting worked on this topic. Um, <laughs> and, and here's the good part, Michael. Uh, I'm not going to be here at the beginning of next week. So win or lose, you know, you'll just have to text uh, you, me your you, trash talk. I won't have to hear ducking. it. You I'm not ducking. It was pre-planned, but I'm sorry. Okay. I, I don't care. I'll be out on a limb in my belief. Of, of these Memphis Grizzlies. I just want to, I want to hear more whoop that trick. All right, it is now time. I got confidence in the, in the Grizzlies. What can I say? It is now time for the Axe Effect interview of the week. And who better to discuss the confidence in the Grizzlies going on the road in game six, the Celtics going on the road in game six, and all things playoffs than Jasmine Watkins, who never lacks confidence when it comes to press and send. So I know she is about to come with that real when it comes to these NBA playoffs. Let's start with that. Am, am I am I irrational? Am I delusional? Am I tripping and believing that the Grizzlies, even without 
even without John Morant, can force a game seven back in the grindhouse, back in FedEx form. You are tripping, as usual, Michael. What? I, I don't usual. even know what you're Whoa. Wait, as usual. Wait a second. 20-second timeout. Where yeah, did the yeah, as yeah. usual no, part come from? I like it. Keep that coming. Keep that Where'd coming. That come yeah. from? You don't remember me? We used to work okay. together. Yep. But why the as usual, though? Why the as you usual? Were tripping. Why? You were tripping back then. You were always tripping. So this does not surprise me. Okay, go ahead. Oh, wow. continue. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, this go is ahead. great. Continue. So, so, so <laughs> tell them, tell, but tell them why. Tell them why, though. I want to, I want to hear the explanation why this is so irrational. Because I believe I, I'm with you, but I want to hear saying, you say. I, I know, I know. There's no, there's no job. I understand and blah blah blah. But I just, I have to put my faith in the Warriors. Like, there's not going to be a game seven. I don't, I don't know what they have. Warriors at home. No tricks getting whooped tonight. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, no tricks getting whooped. <laughs> I like, I like. Okay, all right. Let me, let me, let me try this one. Let me try this one. On the flip side, I also am confident that the Celtics can not only force a game six by winning on the home court of the defending champions, but win a game seven, which would mean they've won two in a row against the best player in the world. What say you, Jasmine? Am I am I tripping as usual again? We back, Michael. We back. I'm with you. I think they got game six and they about to win game seven. Marcus Smart, he's he's going to be back. He had a couple hiccups. He he, he got it again. I, I have right. confidence, Jasmine. and that's coming from that's coming from a Laker fan too. So that's saying a lot. Oh, we'll get to them in Jasmine. a second. <laughs> uh, a, a, a couple of hiccups. A couple of hiccups. This man <laughs> tried to. <laughs> tried to single-handedly give the game away and he did he did down the stretch i mean he was a turn he was a turnover machine he was a he was a the poster boy for a lack of, of poise and composure when he needed it most you, i mean mistakes everything everything that is true Come. but you got to give it to jeru holiday like a lot of that was him he was a pest so I don't fully blame Marcus Smart. He wasn't helping himself, but a lot of that was Drew. If you say uh, that you like that, I'm, I'm curious about this because you know you, you feel like they can they can win this game tonight and, and uh, win a game seven. So when you look at these teams right now, just let's let, let's not even project to see where they are right now. Let's say three games to two, and we got all the stats in the series. Do you look at it and say, yeah, the Celtics are down, but they're the better team ultimately? You, you think they have more talent and more resolve than the Bucks? I think the Celtics are the better team, but I think the Bucks have the better player. Like they have the best player on the court in Giannis. So if the Celtics can play together and Jason Tatum has a really good game, I got to give it to him. So story of the day, as you know, uh, in the NBA at least, is uh, another James Harden no-show. Um, and... The Sixers now figuring out where they go from here after another playoff disappointment. Harden, of course, cannot back in for $47.5 million. The max is a possibility given Daryl Morey's love affair with him. But Doc Rivers is staying put. Like, just what's your level of confidence that the Sixers will ever get anything, have anything to show for the process? They, of course, have Embiid. But given that they're out in the second round once again, will they ever have a championship to show for uh, these various iterations of this core group? 
first of all, let me do my Giselle because I am so glad that Doc Rivers is staying put because the minute a, a coach is like, oh, I'm, I'm looking or I could be fired, the Lakers try to scoop that up. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, you don't, you, you didn't want Doc in LA? No, no, I'm good. I, I think he can't keep getting away with this. Like Doc is okay, but he's not this amazing coach. But the Sixers, they're not going to have nice things. I don't see a championship in their future, <laughs> at least in their immediate future. So, okay, I, I'm wondering, though, I, I know we'll talk about the playoffs, but now, now I'm intrigued. You don't want Doc in Philly. I mean, Doc in, in, with the Lakers. And I hear that, you know, they've interviewed Kenny Atkinson. They got Phil Jackson involved on the, uh, the great panel of all these great minds that uh, Jeannie Buss has assembled. Who would you like to see? Like, who would be the perfect candidate to coach your your fabulous Lakers? I I kind of like Tyron Lue. Like, I, I think he's the best fit right now. But I understand, like, why the Lakers have to check everybody. Like, they have to check all their sources. We cannot go through another year. Look at me saying we, we can't go through another year like we had this year. I thought we had the talent, albeit old. Um, they should have at least have made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm uncomfortable, Jasmine, with the amount of slander that you're giving these other franchises. Mm -hmm. Given that your team ain't in the best of condition anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's not—it's not, it's I, not I, like y'all got y'all act together. I mean, you know, like no, we're talking. I mean, I—I I, I appreciate all franchises. I gave the C's their love. I—I I just don't <laughs> see the big deal with Philly. Like James Harden is never going to get it together in a playoff situation. So what could you expect from that? Danny Green torn ACL. He's 35, no shade to 35 year olds, but he's Thank not going to make a great comeback. <laughs> I mean, because speaking of shade, because speaking of shade, I got to be honest. I got to be honest. I thought we was friends. It's like, you know, going, it's almost like, like I'm like the Sixers. I got hit and I haven't recovered. We got to go back to this tripping as usual thing. As usual. Almost like, oh, but it's, but it, it's like, it's almost like you're saying that's my brand. <laughs> that's what you're insinuating. Is it not? Oh my god! Oh, oh. <laughs> man! Okay. Oh right. okay. man! I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I didn't know what I was walking into, but I guess I should have. I, I, I remember you because you're so quick. You you're so a, quick. Anybody no. that follows you knows you just you're so quick with it. It just it's like uh. So I, I guess okay. What do you remember? I remember you in, in a certain, you know, four-letter workplace, and mm -hmm. I sat at a pod near you, and you would just spew off a lot of very hot takes, and a lot of it was incorrect. But, I mean, that's your brand. You, you be tripping. I still love you, though. <laughs> I love it. I love this. I love this I mean, so I much. Just, I got I to gotta right. rethink everything. Wow. I got to. This is I gotta, great. Yeah, this, this is, is, is like hey, I mean, Michael, just, Michael, Michael, Michael. What day? What day is it, Michael? What day is it now, Michael? What day is it? It's it's so much it's, fun it's, to watch. No, it's gang up on Shelby Day, Michael. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it, clearly. I'm telling you, it's the fun. It's fun listening to Jasmine say these things to you, and then your reaction. Your reaction is what's so beautiful. But I'm, I'm gonna ask you this. She's so cool with it. Go ahead. I know it's cool, Jasmine. Um, your your Lakers beat the Heat in the bubble a couple years ago in the finals. 
Great font. Jimmy Butler went off, but still wasn't enough. That's when Anthony Davis was playing. Uh, and and uh, that was a nice little one two combo. But if, if you look at the heat now, do you think the heat, you know, based on what you've seen, do you think that they are not only the favorite to come out of the East, but could you could you actually see them getting the chip? They are my finals pick. Yes, I can see them going all the way. Jimmy Bell is on another level. And once maybe if you get Kyle Lowry back looking decently, I mean, I I don't see a team that can beat them even out West. Oh, wow. All right. Hey, Jasmine, this has been a pleasure. Uh, thank you for joining <laughs> us for the Axe Effects interview of the week. It's been no, I do. I do. This has been the interview of the great. year. And I, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna go back and, and get in the lab like James Harden and just figure out why I be tripping. Like I thought I thought my takes were measured. I think I think I'm one of the more even kill measure commentators out there. Little did I know wow. that I'd be spewing hot takes, many of which are incorrect, quote unquote. Um, appreciate you keeping it in the buck. <laughs> As always. Anytime. Whenever you need a wake it's up good. call, reality check, I'm here for you. No, oh, I, I love I, that. Listen. I'm sure Michael and everybody associated with this show will be in touch very soon to have you on again in the very near future. It's good to see you, Jasmine. Thank you, guys. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. I don't worry about my job, Howard. I think I do a, a terrific job, and if you don't, then you should write it because I worked my butt off to get this team here. When I first got here, no one picked us to be anywhere. Uh, and again this year, the same thing. So if that's how anyone feels, write it, and I, I'm going to feel secure about it. The results-based business. And that's it is, but you don't do it every year. Uh, every time you're wrong, should you lose your job? No. So uh, it's the same thing. All right. But it, listen, if you believe that, then go with it. I know how I know what I did this year, and I feel very good about that. But again, if you believe that, Howard, then you just run with it. He's a great coach. I love working with him. I feel like um, I'm learning from him. You know, he's, he's, uh, you know, I think Elton and I and him make a great team. And, you know, we're going to see where this journey takes us, but we feel very good about where it's going to take us, and it's going to be where we have a very good chance to win the title. Uh, we're not the only organization. You know, winning is hard to, to move on. We had an opportunity last year, uh, didn't get it done. This year was tough, I mean, obviously with all the injuries and stuff. So the answers are easy. Uh, it's hard. Uh, we're right there. We've put ourselves in the argument. And that's all you can do. And then you come back and you keep working at it until you get over the mountain. Uh, but just because you, you maybe you want us to or don't, or I think you do, and maybe and the fans definitely do, doesn't mean, okay, it happens. Brother Keith Pompey is back with us from the Philadelphia Inquirer mm. for his annual visit uh, after the Sixers have disappointed, fans have left early. Yeah. Booing the team Boy. about a star player who won't shoot. 
with the series and the season on the line, as is our annual tradition with Keith, Pomp Keith Pompey from the Philadelphia Inquirer. All right, so that's Daryl and Doc uh, we heard from today. Keith, uh, what's your takeaway when it comes to the day after last night's disappointment? I mean, you know, the, the takeaway is you know, there's always positivity, right? You know, there's always not as bad as we saw it. Um, the one thing is, you know, they would not answer questions. Daryl wouldn't answer questions in regards to James Harden. You know, the biggest thing is, though, he, he did say that Doc Rivers was coming back. He assured uh, us that he was coming back. And, you know, I asked a question, you know, you know, what did you see in Doc to, to make him come back? And that wasn't a knock. Like, I'm asking him a question like, Doc should be fired. I just, you know, you just come out and say, yeah, he's coming back, but you're not explaining why. And he said that he's a great coach and, and, and this and that. So that was, to me, the biggest takeaway because of, you know, Doc is a guy who, let's face it, um, once James Harden came here, there was a lot of talk that um, Mike D'Antoni was going to replace Doc if they didn't go far in the playoffs. The Sixers lost in the second round again, and it was that was the question to be asked, what is Doc's future like? And Daryl assured everyone that he was coming back, and, you know, Doc was talking about, you know, the job that he did uh, last night. So, you know, it's one of those things where, to me, that's the story. What is Doc's future, and what, what is that going to be like with this team? All right, uh, uh, Keith, for those of us who don't live in Philly, who don't live in Jersey, Delaware, I feel like we need some context here because Doc, I, I, I've known Doc for a long time. I don't think I've seen him this. He was simmering last night. He was simmering with that. Like he was on edge and it was almost like, is there an issue between how I know he's about Howard Eskin. I, I imagine is there an issue between those two or do you think doc is just fed up with people coming for his head? What, what's the, there's a story behind the story. I think it's a little bit of the latter. Like I, I feel like, you know, I, you know, I talked to doc about Howard doc kind of likes Howard, you know, Howard likes doc, you know, Howard asks questions. But I, I think, like, if you're going to be real, like, Doc Rivers went through a lot this year. I mean, you look at that roster, and I keep telling people, like, man, I felt for Doc. He went to a gunfight with a butter knife from Chick-fil-A, one of them plastic ones that breaks all the time. Right? Like, it was no way in heck that Doc was going to win anything. And and I, and I think that we look at it, I mean, honestly, they had three guys on that Miami Heat's team, Heat team, that the Sixers would have loved to have, and they would have been starters. One in Tyler Hero, one in Duncan Robinson, who didn't play at all, and the other one was Victor Oladipo, right? So you look at that team, and you compare that to the Sixers team, and James Harden just wasn't the guy that they thought they were going to get. And you say to Doc Rivers, like, hey, it's not working out. What, what are you doing? You know what I mean? You're doing something wrong. And I felt like, you know, it was it was that way all season. And I felt like people, you know, people didn't give him the credit that he, he was just due. And, and I think that when we factor all that stuff in, you look at it, I think that had a lot to do with his re reaction. I mean, there was times this year where, you know, people, they would lose a game and people weren't putting into account like how bad the bench was. And they would say, hey, Doc, what did you do wrong? And then Doc would get upset. You, you understand what I'm saying? So I, I felt like a lot of people just didn't give this man the credit that he deserved, you know? 
And you mentioned those Heat players they love to have. That's to say nothing of the guy that they did have and the one that got away. He reminded him about that, and that was Jimmy Butler, of course. But here's what I'm curious about, like, the juxtaposition. And, and Embiid, and not just Embiid, I think it was Tobias Harris, too. Like, guys didn't hold back last night saying that, hey, we're not tough enough. You know, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't aggressive enough. It's like, how do you fix that? You know what I mean? I don't know if that's a, you can't go in the gym and just all of a sudden just get tougher. Can you? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Jordan and Pippen nah. did it once upon a time. But it's like the juxtaposition between heat culture and the Sixers lack of culture was glaring last night. And they all seem to know it, that they just don't have that in here. I agree 100%. Look, I'm going to give you all an example of this. And this is this was this wasn't even this season. It was last season, right? And the Sixers go to Miami. And what they did is um, MB got into it with uh, one of the players. You know, they took Embiid out of his game. Then all of a sudden, they bring Dwight in there, Dwight Howard in there. He's giving these elbows. And then all of a sudden, Dwight gets into it with someone, right? It was like they took the head of the snake out, took the two tough dudes out, and everybody else fell in line. And I saw that, and I'm like, hmm. Now... In game three in Philadelphia, it seemed like P.J. Tucker, the, uh, the heat were getting blown out, and then P.J. Tucker was trying to get physical with guys, trying to send a message. And I asked guys about that, and they was like, yo, it's not going on here. You know, we, we're men just like they are. Well, when they went to Miami, all that stuff, like, disappeared, right? The Sixers need to get tougher. Joel Embiid was injured. And it just seemed like they, I'm not saying they were getting bullied, but it was like they were roughing dudes up. And instead of like going back at them, they was just going around and doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't happening. So they need to get tough. And, and that's the biggest problem I think the Sixers had. It's funny, like a couple of years ago, we used to laugh because the Sixers at one point, they were the only starting lineup in the N NBA that didn't have a dude with a tattoo. And I know people laugh at that, but nowadays that's like a badge of honor, right? You want to be tatted. They didn't have it. When Brett Brown was the coach in them, it seemed like they were going after nice guys. And sometimes, like, you know, I remember a football coach told me, you got to have some of these grimy guys. You got to have a guy yeah. that's going to run the wall for you. And they just didn't have that. And now we're all talking now afterwards, Tobias, uh, Joel, Danny Green, they're all coming out and saying we lacked mental toughness. And so, you know, I saw that last year. I saw that a couple years ago. And that's the problem. Well, and that's the crazy part. That's the irony here. And I have been, Michael will tell you, I have been as hard on Ben Simmons as anybody outside of Philadelphia can be. But just a couple of weeks ago, you had people on the internet making jokes about Ben Simmons back surgery saying, oh, he getting a spine. You know what I mean? And it's like, and Ben Simmons was supposed to be the soft one. Ben Simmons was supposed to be the one that lacked right. mental toughness. And here we are a year later having the same conversation about the Sixers. I mean, it's, it, I guess I, I would ask you this and, and listen, I, I, I can't stand Ben Simmons, his choice in likes on Twitter. But nonetheless, it's like even he's getting on the act like, see, you know, it, it ain't just me. How does Philadelphia view not just the Simmons trade, 
given that Harden was guilty of the same no show that Simmons was when it comes to shooting. How does the city of Philadelphia that market that fan base? How do you Keith, view that not just the trade, but even the last year? Ben Simmons falling apart against Atlanta in, in, in last year's playoffs and now Harden doing the same disappearing act. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's tough right now. I mean, I, I feel like, um, you know, it, it's hard to say who won the trade. You can't say it, right? Because it was the same thing. I, I think the, the thing with Harden is, you know, the, the thing is everyone was expecting to get Houston Rockets James Harden. They was expecting to get a guy who can close out games, expecting to get a guy who can be the, the secondary scorer. And the fact that he, like, you know, basically struggled in the second round, aside from game four it was in the fourth quarter, you know, is a little disheartening to the people in, in Philadelphia here. You know, it, it was just like, yo, this is who we got. Now, in, in regards to it, it's, it's one of those things where I know he was injured early on, so it's kind of like a wait and see. And the fact that Ben Simmons didn't play and he had to have the surgery is kind of like it takes it away a little bit. Now, if Brooklyn would have went on and Ben would have had a, a you know a great season after that, then everyone would like people would be talking more. But I do think that for this city, there's a lot of people who are looking at James and saying, "Dude, you weren't or you didn't perform to the level we expected." Like we pride ourselves on toughness in Philadelphia. And I think there's a lot of people looking like next year, you're going to have to show us something. Because the one thing is, you look at a guy like TJ McConnell. He was a guy who used to dive on the floor, do everything, an undrafted player. TJ McConnell, when he comes back to Philadelphia, he receives standing ovations. Everybody loves him because he played with that grit and toughness. You can be a great superstar and you can do whatever you can, but if they feel like you don't play with toughness and they feel like you quit on them on the team in, in, in the most vital game of the season, then they're going to hate you no matter who you are. So, you know what I mean? I just feel like James still has to prove to people that he can bring it when they really need him to. You know what, Keith? Man, it, it, it's almost like you can't make this up, Okay. This actually happened. This actually happened. Uh, it was just 2019, right? Where Philadelphia is in a game seven against the Raptors. The Raptors got Kawhi and Siakam and, and Kyle Lowry. And the Sixers have Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, and Joel Embiid. So I know Jimmy Butler was putting on a show last night. Effing Tobias Harris over me. Right. Okay. But why? Why is Jimmy Butler? I want to know, like, why isn't Jimmy Butler on the Philadelphia 76ers? It sounds ridiculous that they would even let him walk away. Yeah, it was it was one of those things, and you know, Jimmy was waiting years to say that, right? You y'all know that, right? It was one of those yeah. things where he was waiting years to say it. You know, I, I think like you know, Jimmy is that guy who we all had a friend like Jimmy, right? You know, like Jimmy was that guy when you were growing up. At first, your mom didn't like him, but then the more that she was around him, she kind of fell in love with him. It was just, he just got that boisterous friend. 
Like, you know, he thought he was a bad influence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they think you're a bad influence. But he brings out something in you. Like, I like I like what he brings out in you. Okay, this is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brings that toughness in you, right? But he's that dude. Like, Jimmy's the guy that walks in the gym, and everybody else would say, hey, what's up? Jimmy, like, yo, what up, MFA? You know, stuff like that. But that's him. <laughs> I don't think that Brett Brown could deal with it. You understand what I'm saying? It was just like he was yeah. up front and he was on it. Like even with the media, like you you in there and all of a sudden you're like, okay, Jimmy about to call me out, man. What am I say? What am I say? I gotta have a comeback. That's just how. That's who he is. But at the same time, he made them better. He made people feel uncomfortable. I think the situation with Ben, and I, you know, this was documented years ago. It was one of those things. Ben wasn't shooting well. Jimmy became the facilitator. They moved Ben off the ball. Right at that particular time, Ben was up for a contract extension. Hey, I don't want to be here. One of those things. So it got to a point where as Jimmy was the boisterous one, Tobias is the nice guy. He was. They both were uh, playing well. Jimmy was the leader of the team. It got to a point where Jimmy had to go. Just because A, Brett Brown might felt like he was disruptive. B, he was moving uh, Ben off the ball. Ben wanted to be the point guard. He was up for a contract extension, right? And then C, you look at Tobias, and Tobias is everything that Jimmy wasn't in regards to, like, being a quiet guy, doing all this other stuff, this and that. But at yeah. the end of the yeah. day, they messed up because they should have kept that team together. All right, well, moving forward then. Let's go Harden first. How does this play out? He claims he'll do whatever it takes to put the Sixers in the best position to win. He got the $47.5 million option. The max is out there. I think he said earlier that Maury would not address that today in the press conference. How do you, how do you see Harden playing out in terms of the Sixers' commitment to him moving forward? You know, I, I think, you know, Harden, if, if, if he was smart, he would, take, he would opt in. Like, give me yeah. that money. Take that forty-seven, and then is is because I don't think he'll get it elsewhere. That forty-seven, but I think that what's going to happen is I don't think that they're going to be able to justify giving them a max extension. You know, I can see them probably giving them you know uh, less money, like t- like say, hey, look, we'll give you anywhere from like twenty to twenty-five, maybe over five, and this and that, and you can get the money. But I, I can see him opting in, taking that salary, but 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 then his extension would be for, you know, a less money. Um, I, I just can't see all that. Now, to me, I can't see James saying, yeah, I want to help this team enough to a point where I'm going to not opt in, but then I'm going to take like 20 or 25 million. I don't, I don't see that happening because I, I think that would be, you know, hurting him. But I do expect him to take the money, the opt-in, but then after that, take less. And lastly, I know he just signed not long ago. Any chance MB gets restless and says oh, yeah. enough of this, enough of this drama? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, you know, like when MB kept saying anyone could be traded, anyone can be traded. You know, like when you hear a guy say that and – you know, sometimes you think, and he'll, he'll like, you know, they'll deny it and they'll say stuff. But, you know, if you're unhappy and you look at this situation and you see how, like, yes, everyone is saying all the right things, 
But when you see how this can become Houston East and like Mike D'Antoni comes in, then you have to say to yourself, well, what does it say for me? Like, this is supposed to be my team. And then you look at the roster and you're saying stuff like, wow, P.J. Tucker, man, that's a tough guy. And you're saying all these other things and you're hearing like guys like Jimmy Butler saying, I miss playing with my man Joe. And then after a while, you're looking at it like we have yet to get out of the second round. Um, yeah, like he can become wrestling and he can ask to be traded. You know, why Why not? Hmm. Keith Pompey bringing that reel from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Hey, look, Eagles right around the corner. It's almost football season. The birds almost it's been a great all season Philly. So turn the page, right? <laughs> Turn the the Eagles. Watch the Phillies. Yeah. Flyers, yeah. Man. nah, you know, Phillies, yeah. hockey, Eagles. I don't know yeah. about hockey. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Keith. Thank you, brother. <laughs> hey, thanks right. for having me, fellas. Anytime. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Oh, definitely. Bravo. Hey, look. Standing. Hey, I, I'm going to stand for this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm standing yeah. for and that. I'm not, I'm not a big anime That's guy, great. but I appreciate the effort and the creativity. And you nailed it the other day. The Chargers nailed it. The Chargers, that's one win. They get one, uh, one win on their, record, on their record for their scheduled release video. You nailed it the other day. You said it's all about storytelling. And I didn't realize how yeah. seriously these teams and their social media teams were going to take the release of the schedule. I mean, the Detroit Lions one was great. The oh, Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, eh. Hey, but listen, yeah, but they're the trying. What's the Cowboys? But everybody here, everybody tried. At very degrees. Yes. Yeah. I mean, really, if you think yeah. about it, Mike, if you think about this, and it's great. Like, everybody, I know if you are fun. one of those fans who fun. is who is going to games, yeah, okay, now you, you know, you're doing your thing. Okay, you are your own travel agent. Okay, now I know when I'm going to Miami, when I'm going to Kansas City, LA, got it. But ultimately, we all knew this. We knew the opponents. We knew it's who just they a were playing. Of slotting. Yeah. Right. It, it's yeah. like that whole, you know, you just slot. You got it. Okay, here we go. This goes here. This goes here. And so, to do this storytelling really makes something you already knew more interesting. Because if you just yeah. release the schedule, how interesting is that? It's, it's an email. It is pretty interesting. It's a spreadsheet. But, but, but I mean, but still they, more made, they, made it, they made it into something. Yeah. And I think one of the most, um, one of the most true moves. 
What are they going to do next year? Made? The question. <laughs> what? Oh, um, they'll, they'll take it to the next level. It'll keep going. Yeah. I think this is one of those. I think Russell Wilson and Ciara actually made the Broncos schedule. Get that stuff. Get it out of the way. Oh, oh, you talking That's, about Seattle in Week One? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to deal with that regardless. Why not deal with it? First week of the season. You ain't got to dread it. Yeah. I don't know if you're one of those. I do know that you're one of those people because I'm one of these people too. If I have something coming up. As my and I know it's coming up to a close today. I've been I want to get it out the way. I'll just placement for the Broncos yeah, uh, newest but oh, term. I'm a poor, if I'm a poor I can't get it out of the way. Starting a new job if I can't if I can't get it out of the way though. I'd show them the ropes. I'm going to really obsess over it. And it's going to bother me. I'm probably going to lose sleep over it. So I, I would rather have that, seen. I'd rather have seen a buildup of, of Russell going back to Seattle. I didn't want to see that week one. I get it. It's before Seattle. We, we think starts to suck. So it's like it's still interesting from a Seattle standpoint, but I'd have much rather kind of build to that a little bit more. I didn't want that. I didn't want that out the way. That's one of the biggest games of the year and they have that out of the way like at the beginning of the year. I wasn't a fan of that, but I get where you're coming from too. other. Uh, what, what else stood out to you that that note about the Chiefs was interesting. Doesn't mean a whole lot because that's based off last year. We knew they had a first place schedule, but like what is it? Nine straight opponents to start the season with winning records. Uh, right. I like the note about the Bills having uh, I think the number is plus 13 days of more rest than their opponents because they, they're not getting anybody coming off a bye week uh, and they got some Thursday night games to give them extra rest going against some teams coming off a Sunday game. So they're a, a favorite, but everybody's ranking the best games of the season. Yeah, the best games usually include the best teams. Like, of course, right. you're going to pick, you know, exactly the, the Ram, Rams and Bills to open. Duh. Yeah, that's one of the best games of the season. So, yeah, it, it great it, game. More about I, the I like that one. What else? I, what else? I, did I'm I looking at I'm, I'm, uh, Bills Rams. I'm looking forward to that for obvious reasons. Bucks Cowboys again. Remember that game last year? You didn't yeah. know what Dak was going to bring to the table and Dak showed out in that game. They, they lost it. Close game. Uh, but that was great. I think it'll be great again. And you know, it's not necessarily a game, but it's an observation, Mike. And and I always say this about the Patriots. I may be too close to them, so I, I I may have missed the way the rest of the country views them. I'm shocked the Patriots have five primetime games. Like the, the Patriots yeah. have the type no, of primetime schedule. It, it's as right. if Tom Brady is still like there. They're a marquee team. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, they're playing on they're playing on Thanksgiving. They got a couple of Monday night games. They got some Thursday yeah. night football games. They got well, a, a, it's it's a challenge. I think they may have like three straight three or four straight primetime games. We have we have some breaking news within the hour that makes me want to look at the Saints schedule again. Yeah, the Saints are not fooling around. We have been talking over the last couple of years about a certain LSU receiver. That's a New Orleans native going home to New Orleans. Well, it turned out it wasn't Odell Beckham, at least not yet. It's Jarvis Landry. The Saints have signed Jarvis Landry to a one-year deal today. And when you look at what this team has done this offseason, on both sides, they just recently signed the honey badger, Tyron Matthew, uh, to play safety, of course, bringing him home to New Orleans. 
But Jameis coming off the ACL, Andy Dalton has an insurance policy. They drafted Trevor Penning in the first round at left tackle. We know they drafted Chris Olave at wide receiver. Now you add Jarvis Landry with Michael Thomas coming back healthy. Who that? A contender. Yeah. A team that knows that it is own Tom Brady in the regular season. That's who that is. A contending team. I like it. I like what they're doing. And I, I said this to you off the air. I would have lost money if you had just asked me before I read this. Hey, how many Pro Bowls has uh, has Jarvis Landry been to? I'd say you know two, two or three. It's, it's a five-time Pro Bowler who's really not that old, and he's not really that that far beyond his Pro Bowl years. We'll see what happens with the quarterback situation. I think a lot of people in Cleveland, especially last year, were a little disappointed with the play of Baker Mayfield with the injury. But Jarvis Landry is a is, really good receiver for tough. what they for what they want to do. He is yes. he's tough. He's a leader. They got a, they got leadership. A hometown kid just like with Tyron Matthews, somebody for that locker room. That helps Dennis Allen who's again not a rookie coach but, you know, taking over for Sean Payton. Hey. His transition is that much more seamless with the real, locker room leadership they've infused. Oh, I forgot Marcus quick, May quick. from New York. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, good real team. quick. You said you're not going to be What's here up? next week, but your phone's going to be on though, right? Your phone's going to be available. Okay. I, I can take the smoke. I can take the smoke. I'll be here like oh, think Thursday. God willing, the creek don't rise. Stay Have tuned. Have a good weekend. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.